Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the NFL podcast, Laces Out. We've got special guests galore today. A podcast host and the biggest, friendliest giant there is. If you're checking us out on YouTube, big thank you to you. But no matter where you get in your podcasts, whether it's YouTube, SoundCloud or iTunes, do subscribe. If you're already subscribing, tell a friend to do the same because it means a lot to us. And it's a big help to the channel. So here we go. This is CookieCast, the Laces Out podcast. Recording in progress. There you go, you see, recording in progress. And apparently, everything I'm seeing here tells me that that, that lady, she, she is right. At time of recording, she is right. Uh, for you YouTube watchers out there, yes, I am in a panic room right now. Uh, I'm not in my usual location, because my usual location is in uh, redevelopment phase ready for the new podcast studio that the millions of pounds uh, taken out of this podcast has allowed me to uh, have handcrafted by gnomes. Um, so getting that out of the way, for the YouTube watchers, you'll see beautiful, lovely, lovely faces. Uh, but for audio listeners, we'll, we'll take the register for the for the teachers amongst you, um, I'm here, the uh, the host with some uh, my more than glamorous co-host, Mr. Paul Williams is here. Guten Tag. Uh, the host of the uh, Pursuit of Happiness podcast is here, Mr. Matthew Moore. Hello, everybody. And the biggest, friendliest giant of them all, the JFG, James Forrest Gray, is also here. Hello to you, sir. Yes, sir. So there we go. All present and correct. But if you if you couldn't work it out from the title, we're here to talk NFL football. Four Englishmen talking American football. What could possibly go wrong? So, this is the bit where I need need a host because you know every now and then with my uh, with my wrong brain I forget where we're supposed to go first. Um, obviously, we're going to look at last week's games, see uh, who picked and who flopped. We're going to look at the stats, and so that everybody doesn't have to listen to me prattle on for like fourteen stats. I've, uh, I've shared the wealth between everybody here. We'll talk next week's games. Uh, we'll talk uh, talk about uh, whether it's okay to uh, have a second season long pick, and uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll see if anybody's got anything else to talk about. Maybe even some fantasy football, which which is actually what brings us here today. But first, Paul. Well, Andrew, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a fair couple of weeks as our last guest, who wasn't a returning guest, was Mr. Robert Rafton. And he was technically the last person to give his Super Bowl teams winner MVP prediction and his league MVP prediction. So obviously, Mr. JFG is joining us this week for the first time this season. Therefore, it is now his chance to give us his uh, educated selections as to what he believes this year's Super Bowl may well be. So, James, sir, it's over to you. Well, that's, yeah, that's a pretty tough one. So, I was only expecting to do a Super Bowl, an overall winner, and I've kind of got it down to two. So, I guess we can probably put those in the AFC and NFC winners. Um, From the AFC, I've got to go for the Bills. And... Well, I've got to go up the home and pick as well, especially after a 5 0 start. So, Arizona Cardinals and what the hell? All in. I'll put a shiny 20 pence piece on the Arizona Cardinals, exceeding expectations by several orders of magnitude. So, for those watching on YouTube, you may be able to put two and two together there. As James said, he's got his home pick and he is wearing the jersey of, I believe, the finest wide receiver. In Cardinals history, um, the as yet unretired Larry yeah, Fitzgerald, but no longer on the team. Ambiguous. Yeah. Is he, is, he, got, is he officially still with the team, or is he? I don't think released? he is. I don't even know if the management know if he's with the team. <laughs> I feel they could let them for three months. You? I think they're money in. Yeah, oh, there's like, reward posts up all around the uh, all around the sort of the, the room and around the training facility. Has anyone seen this man? Um, so we've got a Cardinals Bills Super Bowl with the Cardinals pulling off the win. Who would be your pick to be the Super Bowl MVP there? Or do I even need to do I even need to ask? I think we can probably guess. Yeah. Obviously, for going to come back alive, it's Gerald and me in the playoff run. There's got to be so, little baby, little baby Yoda. We Kyler Murray. We, we Kyler. Yeah. The man with the quickest feet in the uh, in the entire league. He's just there, dancing away. It's basically, it's either Super Bowl or Dad's with the Stars champion for the year. <laughs> Lovely. So that is James's uh, Super Bowl pick. Uh, as for the regular season, uh, who is your pick for the league MVP and? May I suggest we may have already mentioned his name within the last 30 seconds? I think it might still be Kyler, if I'm honest with you. So, as we've discussed with all previous weeks, for the uh, the predictions, as of yet, no one has picked the same Super Bowl and no one has picked the same league MVP. So, we're all... So potentially someone's going to be correct, or we're all going to be massively wrong. <laughs> tune in at this point, surely. <laughs> tune in at week nineteen through twenty-three. I think that's right to see uh, just how wrong slash right we are. <laughs> that is the season long picks done and dusted, Mister Cook. Fantastic! I love it. Um, 
I'm I'm not uh, you know I'm not trying to suck up to anybody here, but I I at this point in the season I absolutely love that pick. Bills Cardinals right now. Mm. Yes, please. Mm. Not many five mm. teams haven't made a decent dent on the playoffs. Oof. Now that is a Super Bowl I would be lining up to watch. So, um, we've got some stats to go through, but maybe, maybe we should look at how last week's guest fared against not one, but two hosts in the week-on-week picks. So, the way we do things is uh, the guest, whoever that guest might be, takes on myself and Paul. To see who can uh, who can end up winning the season uh, for picks for the week, uh, the guest gets a collective uh, pick. So, uh, for example, perfect example being today's podcast, uh, the guest will be represented by not one but two picks. So, twice the possibility of getting a point for the guest. But me and uh, me and my glamorous co-host are. Uh, Fairly confident we can take down any guest that comes on the podcast in the uh, in the in the predictions. This is where Paul is about to prove me hella wrong. Well, it was certainly the case last week, as uh, the guest from two weeks ago was Mr. Stuart Woodmansey, who did pull out a win and therefore the first point of the season for the guest. Um, last week's guest was neither seen nor heard technically as it was a situation where we didn't have a guest so as is as was the case for last season I uh, asked the always knowledgeable Amy Brinton to give up some uh, <laughs> some week some week five picks to which she gleefully picked against the Washington football team as she believes it's the most nonsense based team in the entire NFL. So, if I was to ever check with her whether she wants the Washington football team in a bet, she will always pick the other team, even if they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, for example. So, last week's pick by the guest, the aforementioned Amy Britton. She was in third place overall, sadly. However... She did get nine out of sixteen picks correct, so well played. Fantastic, well done. Well done. Good, good form, good form, old girl. So, sadly, the guest won't be uh, won't be getting any more, any more points for this week. Are you all having a look at me as if because I said the word old girl? Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> she'll, uh, when, when she is in back, she'll, uh, she'll she'll tell me a new one. Well, so the guest. Sadly, can't add to their point from the week before. Therefore, it's up to myself and the the, uh, the host who will take the win this week. So, in second place, with 10 out of 16 picks correct, he's pointing at himself, ladies and gentlemen. It is Andrew Cook. Which, of course, leaves only one man to take up the point for the week. And it is indeed myself... With 12 out of 16 picks correct, getting back to my week one through three average of 12 out of 16 picks. It's another point on the board for Mr. Paul Williams. Yes, the crowd does indeed go mild. So that puts us to 
overall standings of three and a half points for myself, one point for the guest, and half a point for Mr. Cook. Uh, let's see what week six brings, shall we? At this point in time, I, there is a there is a clear uh, gap in points here. So uh, I feel that I should team up with the guests and uh, <laughs> and, and 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 really give it give it what for. I I feel personally that I have offered up some some good picks this week, and I'm sure the uh, the other two gentlemen here have uh, have given good runs for the money. Um, so let's talk some statage. Um, I, I've I've cast my eye over the stats. Um, there are if they're not if it's not in the stats, there are a couple of things that I wanted to bring up from the week. Um, something that I heard uh, earlier in the week, which uh, sent sent chills up my spine, uh, and I imagine it is in the stats. But we we're gonna have to talk uh, New York Jets football because uh, I mean, can they put a team on the field this week? Or let's find out. Okay, these are uh, NFL stats for week five of the 2021 season. Uh, I'm going to go first with a few stats, and then I'm going to hand over to, uh, I believe it's Mr. Moore. So let's get cracking. Number one, under new coach Urban Meyer, Meyer, the Jacksonville Jaguars were blasted 37-19 by the Tennessee Titans, dropping the Jags to 0-5, and running the franchise the franchise's losing streak to 20 games. The Jagu- the Jaguars are terrible. The, the Jaguars and the Jets should form one team. I'm just putting it out there. Just throwing caution to the wind. And still, what do they have yeah. their collective name? The Jugets. The... Jetuars. The, the Jetuars. There the, you go. Lovely. The, the bloody old... Well, yeah, they're that, they're that bad that Old Urban went to take in some other forms of entertainment of uh, kind of physical prowess on the... Uh, I think either on the way back from the game or maybe just before it. So you know, he can't stand to watch it. <laughs> I mean, if you ever if you ever want a meme generator, right there, Jesus. If there's one person who's happy about all the awful shit that came out about Gruden today, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "Yay! A day the news isn't about me." <laughs> Silly man. Number two. Yeah. Uh, one for one for Matt here. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, forty-seven forty-two victory over the Cleveland Browns is the early front runner for game of the year. The matchup featured more than one thousand yards of offense, nearly ninety total points, and seven lead changes. It may also uh, it may have also vaulted Bolt's quarterback Justin Herbert. 398 yards, four touchdowns passing, plus a rushing touchdown onto the shortlist of MVP candidates. 
right game there. Number three, Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott is also in the thick of the MVP chase after lofting at least three touchdown passes for the fourth time this season in Sunday's 44-20 defeat of the New York Giants. And uh, the last one for me, Josh Allen was the MVP runner-up to Aaron Rodgers in 2020, but got off to a relatively slow start this season. That appears to be behind him now. The Bills star throwing for 315 yards and three touchdowns while rushing for 59 and another score in Sunday night's 38-20 statement over uh, statement win over the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I, I've had a, I've already had a conversation this week about uh, there's there's clearly something wrong in Kansas City. Uh, I don't know what. Um, I, I would always lean towards probably the defense, uh, but there is something seriously wrong with that team at the moment. Uh, people have learned. How, people have shut down like the first and second option so and they're you know that next level down in terms of the offense just isn't there i saw they were trying a bit of a bit of monkey business at one point but it's uh it is not looking good for the chiefs uh the conversation i was having if you've got down tyreek and kelsey what you got watkins and hardman yeah uh i was saying like you know can you imagine if for some reason that's the team that ends up going to the Super Bowl this year? It'd be... It'll still happen. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. Uh, Matt! It's, 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 it's when your quarterback's so good that you kind of like, kind of thing, and he just, he seems to be making silly mistakes as well, you know, yeah. four turnovers, which is not, you know, that's not going to win you games, particularly against, particularly against the Bills, who... I mean, Chris Chris Collinsworth has jumped fully on the Josh Allen bandwagon because he was getting very excited about him in the, in the commentary. Um, right, uh, so, if the season ends today, it doesn't, uh, Mr. Forrester Gray. There's still undefeated Arizona Cardinals, 5-0, and and the Chargers would be, 4-1 uh, and one would be number one playoff seeds in the NFC and AFC, respectively. That's probably a surprise, really, from the start of the season. I don't think many people yeah. would have those two teams. They probably thought they were probably, I don't know, a season away uh, from being being where they're at. They're both um, made on the predictions, weren't they? Mm, yeah, 15-16. Kind of young quarterbacks and seeing where they're at. Uh, Titans running back Derek Henry is, once again, circling on the periphery of the MVP conversation as well. After a 130-yard, three-touchdown effort at Jacksonville, he remains in position to secure a third consecutive rushing title and is on pace to rush for nearly 2,200 yards, which would eclipse Eric Dickerson's 37-year record, 2,105. Henry's seven running t- touchdowns is, all, is also setting the pace in the NFL. I mean, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> And then the last one from me. Does anybody actually want to win this game? Uh, it was the only question preceding the Green Bay Packers' eventual, eventual 25-22 overtime triumph over the Bengals in Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati, which Mason Crosby finally ended with a 49-yard field goal with 155, uh, sorry, one minute 55 remaining in not so sudden death. Prior, uh, prior to Crosby's combined winner, the teams had combined for five missed field goals and an interception on the six preceding drives. Crosby misfiring thrice on the heels of his team record, 27 consecutive converted field goals. Rogers was confident Crosby, one of his closest friends, would come through. Uh, yeah, that game was bizarre. It was just crazy, <laughs> wasn't it? Obviously, like um, I'm assuming most of us were following our red zone, and we just we just kept cutting back, just going, you know, you're not going to believe it, lads. But it's happened again. <laughs> ridiculous. They were making such a big deal during the game about like, you know, like I say, the, the, the franchise record and all that. The classic commentator's curse, isn't it? It's like, oh, he's made 30 straight or whatever. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's after Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase played so well as well, which was, you know, just insane. That was a level up game for Jamar, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. James, I believe you also have some stats for us. I might have a couple of misleading. Okay, so uh, Bengals rookie kicker. Well, often we talk about kickers um, twice in a row, but here we are. Uh, Evan McPherson was similarly confident and celebrated accordingly that he'd won the game with a 49-yard shot on the previous drive. So, next up, the Detroit Lions were confident that they were on their way to victory after scoring a touchdown and converting a gutsy two-point play to take a 17-16 lead at Minnesota with a mere... 37 seconds to go. 37 seconds before Greg Joseph hit a career-long 54-yard field goal. And as a result, the Lions remain the NFC only winless team. Perfect record, just the wrong direction. And finally, kudos to the Bears rookie Justin Fields, who, frankly, bless him, he needed a bit of a pick-me-up after the week before, where he was Absolutely ruined. Uh, but he put him in the wing column uh, in two of his three starts now. So uh, Fields has hardly been the highlight machine, but he was uh, his displacement toughness in limited mistakes and through his first touchdown pass. That, I mean, do you reckon they get like a little cup or a little like, trophy for that? He threw his first touchdown pass Sunday, and the Bears 3 and 2 currently hold the NFC's second wildcard slot, which. Uh, I'm not sure many would predict it, and I'm not sure many would expect to stay that way. Go Bears, very, very briefly. Good falls to me, then the gents, to just round out this week's stats. So, a week after Saints running back Alvin Kamara was not targeted in the passing game, New Orleans quarterback Jameis Winston threw to him a season-high eight times. Kamara caught five of those eight targets for 51 yards, plus a 19-yard touchdown in a 33-22 win at Amy Brinton's favourite team, Washington. On Thursday, the Seattle Seahawks' Russell Wilson made his 149th consecutive start since being drafted in 2012. The longest streak to start a quarterback's career with the exception of Peyton Manning, 208 starts. That will end in week six, following Wilson's finger surgery. I believe he's expected to miss at least four weeks. 
So it's at least a month, but they're also saying it could be six to eight weeks. So here's the thing that sent chills down my spine. I heard a thing where they're like, oh, the, the, the Seahawks might look to the, uh, to the free trade market uh, and look at picking up a veteran uh, to, to fill that time. And I was like, I wonder who's like, like not playing for a team at the moment, who's like a free agent that they could uh, pick up, like a veteran that they could pick up just like that. And I went, do not even think about putting Cam fucking Newton on the fucking Seahawks. If you do, I'm coming over there and I'm burning that franchise to the fucking ground. It, it would, of course, if it happens, it would be typical that it's a team that you, you know, have a little bit of a soft spot for, I think it's easy to say. It's it's almost as if they've just thought, well, Cam needs to get back in the league and what, what better place to do it than a team that Andy really likes? I will absolutely turn over my badge and gun if that happens. <laughs> oh dear. Poor old Cam. No. Well, continuing on... The, uh, the stats thing, if I can unlock my phone. The Steelers, two and three, remaining last place in the NFC, uh, sorry, the AFC North, but got a much needed win over the Denver Broncos that suggested reports of que- uh, quarterback, quarterback Ben Roethlisberger's demise might have been slightly premature. Big Ben had multiple touchdown passes for the first time this season in Pittsburgh's 27-19 victory. And Rounding out the week nicely, we've got a feel for a crippled Giants team that lost quarterback Daniel Jones, concussion, and running back Saquon Barkley, ankle, to injuries. I believe they also lost uh, Kenny Golladay during the game. Yeah, so in the space space of 10 minutes, they lost three players to injury. I arguably, they're starting the best started place in all their skill position, basically. I think Kadarius Tony got himself chucked out at the end as well, just to yeah, join the party. Blackened somebody. <laughs> I'm somewhere with a helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> Big Blue could be dead by the week 10 bye, given they'll have to face the Rams, Panthers, Chiefs and Raiders before reaching that pause. A moment of silence, please. For the New York Giants season. Thus concludes today's, or this week's even, stats. Can we, can we have a, mo- a moment of silence from one of my fantasy teams where I needed 20 po- 25 points from Saquon and Daniel Jones to win? <laughs> uh, we could also have a moment of silence for uh, the stats mistress, uh, not one, but two fantasy teams where uh, at one point uh, she was showing a 97% chance of winning woke up the next day to have been beaten by two points because her opponent had Mark Andrews uh, and greatest wrestler in history and had a, a similar situation in her other fantasy uh, where, uh, her other fantasy team where she absolutely was like, nailed on for a win <laughs> And uh, it did not. It did not come off. Um, I, one as well. um, now, I, I mean, 
we kind of we talked we kind of spoken about this in the in the football podcast in the past about it in the other football podcast like being a therapy session. I also need to attend that kind of therapy session because I went into one of my fancy matches nearly eighty points ahead, and the person I was going against jokes about oh I need forty points for my QBM of Titan, um, and then they proceeded to get said eighty odd points, and I lost by six fucking points. So, you know, my, my love for Mark Andrews, due to his namesake, is already known, but I am on the verge of genuinely hating the guy now. I, I, you know, you kind of took, it, you took yourself up in bed and you think, oh, two lovely little fantasy wins this week. Oh, we'll put the other one to one side. That's never mind. And then you wake up in the morning and your little notifications are all there and you're like, well, that just fucking sucked, didn't it? And then due to the app that we use for said fancy thing, they give you a weekly breakdown of it as well to tell you how well you did, but you still fucking lost, didn't you? So, screw you, sleeper. Oh, were you manager of the week as well? No. No, oh, Gordon Because the person who beat me got it. I was, sec- I was second. Now then, gentlemen, um, due to uh, technical... Um, I don't know what you call it. Restraints... We are going to have to take a very short break. Now, the thing for the listener stroke viewer is it will be a mere moment. And for us, it will only be a couple of minutes. But we will be right back after this. These short messages? Yes, these short messages. Very short messages. Only after the sponsorship, eh? Recording in progress. For the second time today, the lady, she speak the truth. Uh, as he casts his eye across to make sure that we are recording for the lovely podcast listeners. Uh, there's blue lines uh, that I can only presume that we are. So, we've done last week. Last week, the book is closed. Because not only did we do last week, we also did the stats. Beautiful, lovely stats from everybody involved. Thank you, gentlemen. So, do we do we get the fantasy stuff out of the way? My fantasy season is officially over. Um, I've decided to uh, to bin my team off. I'm going to drop all of my players uh, to uh, to the waiver wire, and uh, I'm going to I'm going to continue having the success that I've had already this season. Um, but enough about me. Uh, hands up if you had a win this week. No. There you go. You're not allowed on the podcast, man. That's there. I lost, I, we've already discussed how I lost brutally elsewhere. So give me this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, th- I think you were. I think you were on that one. My fantasy team is apparently trying to break the record for the lowest score in a week. Um, I think I'm on track. I think I can do it. Uh, another another good couple of um, ad drops, and I'll I'll be all over it. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure one year when uh, Benji was doing it, I'm pretty sure he posted like a 19 or something. Like that. So that was the year he was actually playing. <laughs> was, it, was, was this the Garoppolo round uh, first round pick? Yeah, this is the Garoppolo first overall pick, the Jacksonville Jags defense, Jags defense second, second pick. It was, it was a thing of beauty. Now, as as I hope 
at this point in time he knows uh, Benji we we love you dearly but that was some of the greatest drafting any of us have ever seen it was it was beautiful my worst year was second year of playing fantasy where I tried to get clever and like looked at all the rookies that might be good and drafted all of them. So I ended up with uh, Treadwell in the second round. I mean, it's... it's. I mean, I... I can, it's a bold strategy card. Let's see if it pays off for him. I, I, can, see, I can see a reason <laughs> it for not. it. Because somewhere in there, there has to be a rookie that's going to do well. Um, I, think, I tried. I think the same year I had McCaffrey that year. So see, that was brilliant. I uh, I tried to convince the stats mistress to team up with me, and I would take an entire bench of running backs, and she could take an entire bench of wide receivers, and then we could go like once the draft had finished, we could then go to everybody and be like, I don't like, I don't want your top quarterback, but I want your backup. And just basically, like, try and make a like a money ball team out of uh, yeah, having owning all of the running back prospects and all of the wide receivers. Sounds a lot like collusion. It was, <laughs> apart from the fact that the stats mistress was having absolutely none of it. She's like, no. I'm like, come on. The thin line between like ordering chaos in this league. Come on, let's do it. She's like, no. Is it? I think FanDuel do a bad quarterbacks league that you can enter. Which I think I'm, I'm in very, that. Very I think I'm. All, I think I'm in that. My team's definitely in that. Surely, <laughs> sure that team's like, is it not a situation where everyone just has to play Kirk Cousins? Hey, I'm in. I'll have nothing said about my QB one. <laughs> Carson. Sam Donald's also thrown his hat into the ring on that one as well. He's you know, reverted back to tight. Teddy, Teddy, Tiny, Teddy, Tiny Hands is also kind of like you know. He's had his, he's had his ring bell rung a little bit. Hey, in his, listen, <laughs> they're all they're all much of a muchness, and they all stand number two on the pedestal to the the Iron Phallus himself, Mister Joe Flaccid. Everybody, he is the king <laughs> of the shit quarterbacks. So. I think Drew Locke would like to challenge that title. Oh, Drew Locke. Having lost his starting job to Joe Flacco at one point. Got got a friend who's a Broncos fan, and uh, when Teddy Bridgewater went down injured in the other game the week before, and then Drew came in in relief, I was like, are you just just posting the loss now, or shall we wait till the end? But it was the fact that that Teddy B was like, send me back in, coach, I'm good. (laughs) Don't don't (laughs) leave me on the field. Send me back in. Coach is like, it's better than <laughs> Stick me with all the needles and send me back in. Well, um, John Shinner, like, was it uh, Von like Donkey Kong? He's a Broncos fan as well. He really, at one point, believed in uh, in Drew Lock as the future. I think we've all been there. You know, if we've, if any of us have have dabbled in Please being a, a Broncos fan, we were like Drew Lock, franchise quarterback. Let's do this. <laughs> I think I think in training camp that season it was like, uh, uh, hang on a minute, something's 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 afoot at Circle K. What's that? What's their their penchant for a a, a a tall quarterback that likes to sling it is uh, is definitely you know where Brock Osweiler anybody? Um, what's it? Um, 
whoever they put it. The GM, who was the GM? Ah, oh, it's gone out of my head now. Yeah, their old GM, the quarterback. John Elway? John Elway, that's it. He's made some terrible quarterback picks. I think they're both his. Well, I think, I think they've all been his since Payton, haven't they? Yeah. Obviously, I mean, Tebow, Payton, Payton Osweiler. Jay Cutler for a while. <laughs> yeah. Jay Cutler was It's not been stellar, let's <laughs> be honest. The problem is like you look at you look at it and you kind of criticise kind of quarterbacks and you can then you look at like so many teams and dear God, you know the fact that the Browns are like oh Baker, and you're like really Baker? Are you sure about that one? It's, and then you look at who they've had solid. <laughs> but you look back at what they've had before and you're like all right yeah fair enough Baker. It's like kind of you know when you've kind of dated a series of people who like treat you like absolute crap and they oh well, you know. She only cheated on me like once a week, once a once a month, kind of thing. <laughs> I'm just happy we haven't got Rosen anymore. <laughs> oh, um, he seems like such a nice chap as well, though. Like genuinely, he seems like a good guy. Where's is he? Is he? Is he in Miami now? Or? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even think he was still there anymore. I thought he was. Did he get released by my move on? Then you may be right there. Up by the, I think he got picked up by the Patriots, let go by the Patriots. He might, he might just. He, I don't even know if he's just a free agent. He may, might be back at the Dolphins for all I know. But yeah, he's oh, uh, apparently he's a Falcon. Wow! Wow! <laughs> 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 so probably just released. Oh, he was in the 49ers for a little while. Oh my word! Been around the block a few times he- then. Is he, yeah. going, is he going for the Fitz Magic record that he just wants, he wants to pick up every team in the NFL? Yeah, except Fitz Magic played for them. Yeah, that is a point, actually. <laughs> so, let's talk this week. Let's talk what games are coming on. And let's talk about our first buy of the season. Indeed. Well... Speaking of the buys, let's go through the teams that are on buy. So one of the teams that is on buy this week is the Jets. After their um, travels over over the pond to uh, to play the Falcons, who are also on buy this week, they are joined by the San Francisco 49ers and the New Orleans Saints. That's bad for me. As in fantasy, I in both leagues I'm in, I've managed to draft the exact same three run backs, which is interesting. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, injured reserve. Alvin Kamara, bye. So I've basically got DeAndre Swift as my starting running back and someone. DeAndre <laughs> could, be, could be worse than DeAndre. So that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, so you've got Jets, Falcons, 49ers and Saints on buys. And we open the week with a second helping of Thursday night Buccaneers football for the season. So, the Buccaneers travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Now, as alluded to at the beginning of the episode, myself, Mr. Cook and Mr. Moore have all submitted a week's picks. So we're going to go through each game. James will give us his pick. And we'll basically see whether we're all in agreement or whether we've got some differences on there. And then we'll see next week who picks up the win. 
So, James, do you the Bucks Eagles game, or do I even need to ask? I mean, obviously, there's always a chance with Justin Fields to do. Sorry, I don't know. What's face? Jalen Hurts. Hurts, even to do something crazy, but Bucks. Yeah, no shocks. We've all gone for the Bucks. We move on to the second of the two England or international fixtures for this season, where we have the Miami Dolphins taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Who are you, uh, who are you liking in this one, James? Does, does that count as a home or away game for Jags? Because like, they kind of made Wembley their unofficial home, haven't they? So. You see, I mean, are we, are we just classing it as 0-21 or I, I don't even know? Even without Tua, Dolphins are going to get that one. You'd imagine so, wouldn't you? And surprisingly enough... We have all gone for the Dolphins to pick up the win. I wish we they'd stop trying to make the Jags a thing. The I mean, they've, got to stop, they've got to stop sucking before the, the, the people start thinking about kind of you know taking them on as the, as the team. You know, they, the London games they stink. Like this year, Christ Almighty, Jets and Falcons. I mean, Dolphins, fair enough, should have been all right. But the Jags, oh, we knew they were going to suck. So it's like been two games of just... <sighs> so what was it? So of so of the four teams that were coming over, as at the, at the time of the, the week five games, they had a combined record of three, three and six, three, three and 11. No, I can't do the math. I agree. Three and 13. Which is significant losing margins. Just just horrendous. I mean when you've <laughs> when you've got two teams who are playing against each other, which are with a one and three record, you know that no one's gonna be interested. And I mean you could tell from watching the feed, it was like and then they were like it always does my head in when they sort of say, Oh, raucous crowd as always in, in the UK. It's like no. They're, no just singing, really, they're just singing rude chants at people. It, it, no one really cares. People go because obviously it's the novelty of the NFL being over here. But the atmosphere is never that good because all 32 teams are represented in the fan base. So if if they brought over a team that has a large fan base in the UK, like such as, I don't know, the Packers... The Patriots, maybe. You might get a little bit more of a... So- what is Andrew about? Oh! I was just trying to work out what he was doing there. I didn't even see the fact that, like... There he is! Look at this guy! Ah, Look at this little, uh, this little bonus guest for the podcast. Right, if, I think we should, I think we should ask his picks first. Yeah, if, if you're not a YouTube subscriber, you're missing out, because look at this gorgeous boy that's just appeared on the camera. Mm, Polly boy. Anyway, for a couple of days. We're getting we're getting distracted, gents. We're getting distracted. Um, yeah, the 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 London games suck. Let's let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> right, moving on. We 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 drift back across the pond for the start of the six pm games, uh, and we'll start in Washington with as the uh, the aforementioned Amy Britain's favourite team, and they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs going into Landover, Maryland. James, 
I'm going to go slightly controversial on this one and possibly upsetting Amy, who I've yet to meet, but I'm going to go Washington. Like wow. Last second week. Bold call. Zero. Probably stupid, but if it comes off, it'll be bold. I've just put this far away in the book. Are you absolutely certain that you want me to put down the Washington football team? Why the devil not? Well, as we say, there's some, some, something is rotten in the state of Kansas. I have heard of playing for points, but that is bold. Anyway, we move on. The Next up we have the LA Rams at the New York Giants. No question I mean, as you, as you said, uh, uh, the Giants got uh, the Giants got a team. Let's be honest. Even with a full strength Giants team, they're not they're not put, they're not putting a lot on the on the on the Rams, are they? We have the rejuvenated Houston Texans with a quarterback who does apparently know how to throw it to his own teammates, going up against the Indianapolis Colts, coming off what can only be described as a bit of a heartbreaking loss against the Baltimore Ravens from the Monday Night Football. I, 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 I flipped backwards and forwards on this as the kind of bit of an upset one, but I think the Colts are going to edge it. I yeah. think the, the Texans are going to do enough not to not to shame themselves. Not to embarrass themselves, exactly, yeah. But surprise, surprise, we've all gone with the Colts. Um, the Texans didn't look bad against the Patriots, but obviously couldn't, couldn't hold on to get, the, uh, to get the win at the end of the game. Right up, we have, next, we have the Bengals travelling to Detroit to take on the Lions. I think the Bengals are going to get that one. Again, they've got enough weapons to get the Lions guessing. The Lions yeah. are done something, but not enough. It's another consensus pick across the board who are going to the Bengals. I think the Lions are just... At some point, surely they have to get lucky, as yeah. opposed to losing with a last-minute kick, a last-second kick. This know. one, this one, along with the Texans Colts one, was the one that I sat and had yeah. more of a think about because I was like, God, they've been so close, so close twice. And like, you listen to, yeah, you, know, you kind of obviously, what was it? Is it Dan Campbell, the the coach? Like, you know, he's like crying, crying at yeah, the ankle biter is these crying at the podium and like I'm thinking they're like oh, Jesus can't you know come on mate get, get, you know, get over it and they're like oh no the players will love that they'll go out for him next week and they'll you know put an extra kind of 10% into everything you're like oh, I was like oh man maybe maybe they'll win and they're like no they stink <laughs> they, they remind me of a worse version of like the Cardinals last year like losing all of the close games yeah it's a very it's a very Lions training because obviously in in Stafford's last season, last season they, they lost a couple of games like that, and it's just it's one of those things where certain teams are just going to be that particular way for the for the for the rest of the time, and I think unfortunately for them, the Detroit Lions are just one of those lovable loser teams that are just. They're just never going to get there, are they? Unless, unless they have a massive change around, like starting with like the sort of the back office and stuff. It's just never going to change. Uh, staying in the Lions division, we have a matchup of NFC North teams with the Packers going up against the Chicago Bears. So this, this is what I found difficult. Like, instant reaction, Packers. But I know the Bears have just 
Like they, they seem to have this disruptive element to them, but I got to settle with Packers eventually. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked to be wrong on that one. No, I uh, I don't disagree with you on that. We have all picked the Packers, but I think this is the most played game in the history of the NFL. So. So it was obviously when it was the hundredth season a couple of years ago. Instead of having the defending Super Bowl champions to open up the season, it was this game. Oh. Um, and obviously, with it being in Chicago, yeah, you'd maybe you'd maybe think that like they might come a little, a little bit of extra spice with it. But we have all gone for the Packers to get the win. Right. Uh, next up, this was the one that was the most tricky for me. So I think I think it's pretty much nailed on for game of the week. It's the LA Chargers going to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. I went with the Ravens just that little couple of percent for the home game, but I have no idea on that one. So, we've we've all picked the Ravens and (laughs) I get the feeling that this season's slowly becoming back against the Chargers at your peril Hmm. because they've been involved in a couple of games now where they've had it's been close, but they've just snuck it. And that, that game on Sunday was a bit ridiculous against the Browns. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's another it's another shootout, really, with the, with the, either, either one of the teams coming out on top. Uh, next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings travelling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. I'm going Panthers. They are my sort of dark, dark horse, like not like overall winners, but they're the kind of exceed expectations team this year that's our first 50-50 split there so both myself and you have gone for the Panthers whereas Andy and Matt have picked the Vikings on that one Uh, next up we've got your Arizona Cardinals travelling to Cleveland to take on the Browns Uh, I mean the Browns are not a shoddy team by any stretch but I think the Cardinals are going to take that one we've all backed the Cardinals now, obviously, it's just a case of whether they're going to get their first their first loss. But not many undefeated teams are a season there. No, I think if the Browns can get the running game going, then they'll pose more of a threat than than most. Yeah, the biggest threat definitely uh, malleable. The, the biggest threat to the Cardinals unbeaten season is the fact that the division they're in is an absolute. Bastard of a division, <laughs> you know. You got the, you know, it's, it's your stereotypical. Any team can beat any team on any day of the week in that one. And it's, I think, it's, I think we, know, we might have, we might have even called it at the, at the, in the pre-season show where that's a, that's a division where arguably maybe not the Seahawks now that Russell Wilson's gone down, but you could see all four of the teams getting ten wins at least. Healthy, any team can make the playoffs happen. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the sort of, it's definitely the NFC team where you wouldn't, sorry, the NFC division, where you wouldn't be surprised if two of the, the the two, no, two of the three wildcard spots come from that division. So There was a point last year it was looking close, then then Cardinals went off a cliff. There was a gambling website, um, that was offering fifteen to one for six teams to come from the two West divisions, so the AFC West and the NFC West. Um, and you kind of think, I was like, yeah, that's not bad actually. When you think, you go Rams, Chargers, Chiefs, 
49ers and they're like well one of the other ones you know Cardinals Seahawks is probably going to make it the jump yeah. you know if, if the Raiders can get if the Raiders can get it right then they're arguably a decent enough team so so a, a new coach could be huge for them they've got yeah. they've got the talent it's, yeah. it's going to be a case of how long they leave it before they make the appointment because obviously they've gone with the interim coach <coughs> for now but it's so difficult isn't it because you, you generally don't get a new Foot, like a new new football coach in the middle of the season, they just promote from within and hold on for the till the summer. Um, well, the end of the season. Sorry, uh, it would be interesting to see where they go after that because we know that um, they don't like spending money. Except for stadiums, but Except for... kickbacks and uh, government funding. And all that. <laughs> yeah. Nah, they just one. The owner just went in and was like, "Give us." It was a thousand on Black Seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> so bad news, lads. No new stadium. We'll try again next month. <laughs> Speaking of the Raiders, that brings us to our next game, actually, where we have the Raiders going up against the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to bounce back. Yeah, they're going to raise a bit of a flap. There's another 50-50 shot there. Both me and Andy have gone for the Raiders to get the win. Uh, whereas you two, uh, you Matt and you James, have gone for the Broncos on that one, so 50-50 show. Uh, last of the Sunday evening games is the Cowboys travelling to New England to take on the Patriots. I'm thinking Cowboys in that one. No shock there, we have all taken the Cowboys. Uh, then we've got Sunday Night Football is the decimated Seattle Seahawks going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. I think Gio's going to do enough. I still reckon the shy talks will get it. Really? The Geno Smith Seahawks? I think so. They've got enough in the running game. Travelling to Pittsburgh. Wow. You are are a bold man, my friend. I am. He's not the biggest part, but Juju is out for the season. No, I think he's... Is he done for the season? Yeah, he's out for the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 I love the so, phrase you're on the on the uh, tweet about him that uh, he's had. Uh, it's season end, um, season ending surgery. The surgery was a success, as in it was successful in ending his season. <laughs> it doesn't matter with them anyway. They'll they'll just use one of the other seven or eight fucking wide receivers they've got anyway. So. I think so. I, I can't remember if it's in our league or in my other league, but I had De- I had Deontay Johnson, and obviously he had one reception for fifty yards and a touchdown. Don't think he had enough receptions on the fourth quarter. We discussed this the other day. I've added it. I, I do it every year, and every year it annoys the hell out of me. And I don't know why I do it. I pick a, a Steelers wide receiver for a fantasy team, and then you play them, they get nothing. You bench them, they score all the points. Then you put them back in your team, and then they score nothing for three weeks. And then the, the, when you eventually kind of take them out again, you're like, ah, screw you, Mike Tomlin, you genius. And uh, yeah, and then that, <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the merry-go-round. It is incredibly frustrating as a fantasy football player. Yeah. Alas, we round out the week with the Monday night football or Tuesday morning football, as it's known in the UK. With the Super Bowl bound Buffalo Bills 
versus Tennessee Titans. Obviously, the Tennessee Henrys are have <laughs> got at least something going for them, but it's got to be the Bills. They've got far too much for them. That defence is something else, man. It's it's, uh, it's sick, as I believe the kids would have said at one point back in the day. Obviously, I'm not down with the kids anymore, so I can't really use that phrase. But yeah, there we go. Week six picks. Done. So there we go. That is uh, week five in the books. Week six in the book. Picks are in. Obviously, as I said before, the guest will get a collective, a combined pick, which would surely, with two guests here in person, should surely secure them a win to put them further ahead of me. In the season. So, gentlemen, at this point in time, I will ask you any other business for this week? Nothing for me. I think all the injuries and stuff were covered. Obviously, we've just yeah. covered the shoot, uh, Juju being out for the season now. Obviously, we've mentioned it a couple of times during the podcast about the Raiders um, getting rid of John Gruden. He kind of fell on his own sword with um, the, uh, the 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 release of some emails that he'd sent I, years ago, where he was a bit a bit racist. He was a naughty boy. I haven't dared to look uh, to look into what what the emails what that what they entail. All I know is from uh, from the the wonderful world of the internet. Apparently they are horrific, so that's that's kind of why I've stayed clear of it because I've not I've not seen any news agencies actually say the content just is exceptionally racist, exceptionally misogynistic. Yeah. So farewell, John. Let, don't let the door kick you on the arse. The only thing I've seen uh, in New York Times was the homophobic kind of thing, and it was a barrage of the f word um in the homophobic arena but i i just i think the thing for me is is that it, he it's bad it's him using it it's the fact that apparently there's six six hundred plus emails why is it taken 10 years for this to come out without the time frame jesus 2011 i'm sure they said it's 2011 yeah, um, since around seen. the time of the was it time around the work stoppage and stuff like that. I think so, yeah. And it's it's just like when you look at it, it's, it's racial, it's uh, homophobic, it's misogynistic, it's you know like it, it's just a whole kind of like dark ages kind of attitude to things. But he's the worst thing, I think, he's basically run the gamut, and he basically any sort of anti that he can, mm-hmm. he has been all the ists, all the isms. But I think like, he was at a time when he was completely untouchable as a, pun, a pundit, you know, in terms of how he was revered. And now, ironically, he's found himself in the exact same position, untouchable. Um, but uh, I just think, it, it, uh, I, I think, you know, like, like someone said 
I think now they've got Brood and now we need to go and find the enablers as well because it's, he won't be the only person with that attitude. Um, there'll be other people within the NFL who've gone, either seen that email, laughed at that email, shared that email, agreed with that email, or you know, or whatever you said to them, and no one's gone. Well, I mean, I, you can't. That's not right. I, you know, and he's he's had a, a very well paid job for ESPN up until four years ago, and now he he's had a well paid job for four years, and it, it, it it's absolute bullcrap that nobody nobody knew about this before because teams do their due diligence when they hire people they must have known and I just think you know it's, it's not what they've done it's what can we get away with yeah, and yeah like, well, one, one, one thing I read that could be completely bollocks but it's the only reason it's coming out now is because the Raiders want out of a very very expensive contract hmm. so it wasn't surprised cynical about it I, I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me that, that that's part of it because you know yeah, the thing is you only have to piss off one person who knows about all your emails and have access to them to be like, ah, there you go, do what you want with those kind of thing, and you know I, I, it's just a sorry state of you. Yeah, certainly is. Bad times. Um, outside of that, there was sorry, there was just one more thing in that the. Uh, the actual league itself had announced that they've, uh, they've um, narrowed it down to three German cities that have bid for the rights to uh, a game going over there for the international oh. series, starting mm-hmm. from potentially as early as next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that Munich was one. Just double check. Uh, It'll be a shame if they don't go back to Frankfurt. Say again, sorry. It'll be a shame if they don't go back to Frankfurt. Well, straight to Frankfurt, as it is, Dusseldorf, Frankfurt, and Munich are the three cities in question. When did they go so, to Frankfurt? The NFL Europe teams, weren't they? Kind of uh, back in those days. Oh. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I say, it could be as early as next season, but they're uh, they're uh, planning to add an extra game to the. Uh, international series um, and apparently the agreement that's come out uh, was that each of the 32 teams has agreed to play at least one home game over the space of every four years so um, as it stands the Packers are the only team who hasn't played in any of the international series games um, be it over here or in Mexico um, and obviously, of those teams, the Jags do one one designated home game every season. So they might end up coming across as a road team, as well as doing a home game as well. So we could see, we <laughs> should in theory see within the space of four years, every team should have been over at least once. I feel like it's probably going to be cheaper to fly from the northeast. To Germany than it is to get the train to London. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Weekend, Johnny. <laughs> right, gentlemen. All that leaves me is to thank our guests this week, Mr. Matthew Moore, and the, the friendliest giant in town, the JFG, Mr. James Forrest Gray. Thank you thank to you. my glamorous co-host, Mr. Paul Williams. 
Thank you to you for listening or indeed watching us talk about a sport that's played a long way away. Apart from, you know, the weekend gone, weekend coming, you know. Thank you, gentlemen, and thank you, dear listener, stroke watcher. Catch us next week and find out if I have been on the ball and got as a guest. Thank you very much, and I'll see you boys later. <laughs> Bye-bye. So there you go, what do you think of that? Big thank you to Matt and James for coming on the podcast and letting us know what they think is going to go down in this week's games. Good luck to them as the collective guest. Let's see if we can get some points. Big thank you to you for listening or watching or whatever you're doing. But whatever you're doing, do click that subscribe button because it's a big help to us and uh, the benefits are massive. You can also jump over to thecookiecast.com, check out what we've got going on there. It's a little website, but it does give social media links and an email link so you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.